You're listening to Brand Astrology, a podcast dedicated to helping creative women build cosmically good brands. I'm your host, Lizzie Campbell, a brand strategist and designer, blogger, content creator, and coffee enthusiast. Ten years ago, I started a blog on the floor of my college dorm room and turned it into my full-time design studio and a network of over 50,000 friends and followers before my 25th birthday. And now I'm here to help you do the same. Ready to start your brand journey? Let's get to it. I'm your host, Lizzie Campbell, and oh wait, what's that? I have a new name. Yep, that's right. This past weekend, I got married to my high school sweetheart of 10 years, so my name has changed. Still the same me. If you're interested and want to know more, um, I've shared a lot on Instagram, and I'll be publishing a blog post when we get the rest of our photos back, but anyways, on to the podcast. So I recently hit the milestone of celebrating two years being a full-time business owner, and I've been reflecting on the past year, you know, the highs and lows, what's worked for me and what I need to work on going forward. So I thought I'd share some of what I came up with with you guys. So first I wanted to talk about, you know, what really worked for me during year two. The first thing that I did was raised my prices. So towards the beginning of the year, I raised the prices of my design packages pretty significantly. Um, I definitely felt a little crazy for doing so in the middle of a pandemic when work was already kind of feeling scarce, but I knew that I was doing too much work and providing too much value to keep charging what I had been charging. I think that the first time someone booked me for my highest priced service and didn't even like bat an eye when I told them the investment, I got off the phone and just like cried uh, in a good way, <laughs> but I had been so nervous to take this step and it was definitely paying off literally and figuratively. Um, every client that I have worked with this past year has been a dream client. I felt so much creative energy and I've definitely done my best work ever. It honestly makes me pretty emotional to think about the version of myself from 2017 who was just like shocked and you know over the moon excited that somebody was going to pay me $500 for a branding package and now I charge literally 10 times that so like raising your rates always feels scary no matter you know how well established and confident you are but it's definitely the quickest and easiest way to up level your business it really weeds out you know tire kickers and bargain hunters and it leaves you with a pool of serious inquiries that see you as the expert and can't wait to partner with you you know obviously before you raise your rates like that you need to be sure that you're providing you know value and a client experience that matches the investment but you know that's a whole other conversation that we'll be having soon so the next thing that i did that really worked for me was to rebrand from and she's brave to just my name um lizzie jacqueline obviously my first and middle name. <laughs> it was a really hard decision and, you know, it was one that took a lot of thought and self-reflection and <laughs> pro-con lists. Um, I loved the name and she's brave. I still do. It's still, you know, at the core of like my personal philosophy. But when I chose that name originally, it was the name of a lifestyle blog, you know? And now that I have a creative studio and run a business full-time, it just didn't really make sense you know, the name said really nothing about who I am or what my business does. It felt a little juvenile at times, and I always got sort of, you know, tongue-tied trying to explain it to anybody. Um, that was the first, like, inclination to me that it wasn't really in alignment with where I was going in my business, um, was always that feeling of kind of, like, 
embarrassment or hesitation when somebody would ask me, um, you know, what your business name is or whatever, you know, back in the day when we could go places um, (laughs) and network. Um, So I knew that it was just no longer, you know, a fit for me and my business, but it was very bittersweet. I did a lot of thinking and planning and soul searching. And for once, I did not rush into a decision. I spent, I think, months weighing the pros and cons of choosing another studio name or just going with my own name and finally landed on, you know, Lizzie Jacqueline. I'd already been using it on Instagram, so it just kind of made sense. Plus, you know, I knew I was getting married soon. Obviously, my last name would change, so I didn't want to, you know, start building a brand based around my full name when I knew it was going to be changing. That just didn't make any sense to me. Plus, you know, like I said, I'd already been going by Lizzie Jacqueline because any iteration of my, you know, first and last name on, like, Instagram was already, you know, taken, so it just made sense. And I also spent weeks and weeks working on, you know, my new branding and website design. I think I've talked on this podcast in the past about how often I used to rebrand and redesign my website and my logos and all of that because basically I had like shiny object syndrome and I always wanted to try out new trends and techniques and, you know, my my own business was the perfect guinea pig. I knew that was, you know, a terrible practice for somebody who preaches brand consistency, but I just couldn't, (laughs) couldn't stop myself basically. But I finally figured out that a big part of that was, you know, that I'd never taken the time to get into alignment with myself and my business and my audience. So this time around, I went through the exact process that I use with my clients and it's really made a world of difference. You know, everything feels so me and perfectly aligned with my brand and business. Plus, I spent so long working on it that the thought of changing anything now just kind of exhausts me. But, you know, that's a that's a unexpected perk, I guess. So last but not least, another big game changer this year was launching my membership site and platform. It was something that just kind of started as a whim and grew into a full-fledged idea in the matter a matter of days, and I haven't really looked back since. So creating a supportive community of like-minded women that I can share my knowledge and expertise with and connect with has been such an incredible and rewarding experience. I knew that going into 2021, I wanted to start to pivot away from working so much with one-on-one clients. Um, You know, I love client work, but there's no denying that when you work one-on-one, there's only so many projects you can take on and so many hours in the day. I wanted to pivot away from, you know, directly trading my hours for dollars, as they say often. So, you know, I'd been trying to launch courses and resources and other educational programs for years, like literally years. I can remember back when I like first kind of started taking all this really seriously in like 2015 I was like watching Melissa Griffin who was not a nobody but who was you know not nearly the way that she was now watching her webinars about creating courses and like outlining you know a course that I wanted to create that was literally five years ago and it still hasn't really gone anywhere I still have it it's just like half finished in my drafts So, you know, like I said, I had so much stuff half written or like almost finished, but it just hadn't happened yet. You know, launching a full-fledged course or program was so daunting and it just kept getting pushed back to the back burner. So, you know, in the latter half of this year, I kind of stumbled onto the concept of membership platforms. I mean, I obviously knew that they existed. I'd been members of some of them before, but I never had considered making one myself. Um, I'd actually started my initial like thing that I was going to do was create a Patreon for, you know, this podcast and for my brand. And as I was going through it, I was like, you know, 
I could easily create this on my own website. It would be perfectly branded. It wouldn't take a huge chunk of my like earnings out of it every month. So it kind of just grew from there. It initially started as, you know, that's what I was going to do, kind of like a Patreon kind of thing. And then, you know, as with most things, it became bigger and bigger and grander and grander in my head. So since launching it in October, you know, I've I've grown our community to nearly 50 members. I've created and produced tons of helpful and actionable content, if I do say so myself. And I've just had so much fun, like really growing and like stretching my skills getting outside of my comfort zone, you know, doing a lot of live video, doing a lot of video in general, which is something that I hadn't really expanded into before. You know, I had so much fun creating a fully fledged membership platform on WordPress, which was totally new to me. I mean, I used WordPress years ago, but I hadn't, you know, actually designed something legitimate, like, you know, the way that I do now in it. Um, Plus a membership site has just so much more functionality and capability that it needs. So it was massive learning experience, massive trial and error. But again, you know, it's been it's been a huge learning experience for sure, but it's been so fun, so rewarding and I can't wait to, you know, continue to grow this in 2021. So that was the stuff that kind of really worked for me. And now I wanted to talk briefly about some things that didn't work out so well this year. Um obviously this year has been insane (laughs) and totally I mean I'm sick of hearing this word and I'm sure you are too but it's been totally unprecedented so it's been weird like we know but there were you know plenty of things other than that (laughs) that you know didn't really work out for me the first one that I wanted to talk about is trying to run multiple Instagram accounts um I know earlier this year I shared an episode here about determining how many Instagram accounts you need for your brand or business And, you know, at the time that I had recorded that, I had decided to go with one kind of personal account geared towards more like lifestyle content and all that kind of stuff. And then another account for my business where I could share my, you know, design portfolio and more like business tips and stuff like that. Well, (laughs) let me tell you that very quickly crashed and burned. I've discovered that while I sometimes feel like I have too much content to post on one Instagram account and just kind of keep it cohesive, I just don't have enough for two. You know, one of them always ends up getting neglected and that doesn't help my brand or business at all if I have this secondary account that I haven't posted to in three weeks. And also every single time too, like if I had a separate account for my branding, you know, uh, design studio... I would post stuff on there, but then I would just share it to my main account too if I was like really, really proud of it or really happy with it. So I was like, why am I separating this out when I'm just sharing it to the same account anyways? So it just didn't make any sense. You know, a big part of it is I love taking lifestyle photos of like interiors and books and, you know, all that good stuff, which is why I initially kind of rejected the idea of making my quote unquote personal account strictly about my business for the longest time. I still had these dreams of being like a lifestyle influencer or whatever Um, but a it's just not something that I can keep up with because it's like the inclination comes and goes like one day I'll want to take a bunch of cute photos and then after that I run out and I don't want to take any anymore but I so I finally recently took a poll a while back on my Instagram stories and I just kind of asked my followers on that main account you know why they followed me what they wanted to see from me, you know, more in the future. And the results were resoundingly that people wanted to see more business and branding tips and education and information. You know, people said that they liked the pretty photos, but 
they stuck around for the actual like helpful advice and information so I said okay fine (laughs) so be it and I focused in on that for my main account you know with the occasional lifestyle shot here and there when the mood strikes because that's still part of my part of my brand and part of my personality I think that's another big part of it is giving myself permission to be 100% myself um, on my main account instead of trying to section off parts of my personality or hide parts of my personality. Um, and honestly, since doing this, I it's been incredible. Like I've gained nearly a thousand followers for the first time in like two years. Uh, my engagement has been, you know steadily crazily increasing so uh, lesson learned I guess just stop just blindly doing whatever you want and put a little strategy behind it um you know ask your audience what they actually want to see because the results may really surprise you and if you you know if you go for it and if you do it you will probably be rewarded um so it's been definitely really eye-opening um and I feel you know really really good about finally about the direction of my Instagram account and I you know I kind of realized like I'm not going to be a lifestyle influencer I'm just not I don't I don't even really want to be because it's a ton of work and it's just a whole other ball game that I don't want to deal with and so you know instead of just like petulantly being like well I want to post whatever pictures I want to post I need to use it more as a strategic tool to grow my business and the thing that actually makes me money. So it's kind of been a little bit of tough love. And, you know, I made I made what the kids call a finsta, which I never post on anymore anyways. I thought, you know, oh, I'll make that and I can post like goofy photos of my cat or whatever. But actually, I just post them to stories now on my main account and that gets plenty of engagement too. So I think that's kind of like a another thing or another... um aspect of it is if you want to post that more unfiltered stuff post it on your stories people still like to see it you can you know just just go ham on your stories basically (laughs) but anyways so another thing that I really struggled with this year was comparison um again it's you know it's no secret that it's been an incredibly weird and stressful year just like globally (laughs) and it really had you know a pretty big impact on my mental health earlier in the year for a while Obviously, I think uh, we all are still feeling the long-term effects of this, and it's it's all that's a whole other conversation. But I just felt like everywhere I turned online, that there was somebody doing you know exactly what I wanted to do more successfully, making more money, gaining more followers, whatever. You know, obviously, I know logically, and you know logically, that Instagram is a highlight reel. And I have no clue what was really going on in those people's lives, but my brain wasn't listening to logic at this point in time. And, you know, it's an ongoing struggle for sure. I feel like I've gotten a lot better recently. Um, You know, I did a lot of work when I was when I was initially feeling this way um, to kind of pull myself out of it. But there are still plenty of days that I get sucked into that comparison trap. I mean, it's kind of hard when you're when your business and your livelihood depends on you being on social media and being active and stuff you know it can be hard to unplug and can be hard to not fall down that that rabbit hole basically um one thing that really really helped that I was I was really reluctant to do at first um was to mute or unfollow accounts that I constantly found myself comparing myself against I thought that I would really, you know, miss them in my feed. I told myself, you know, oh, it's not comparison. I'm just really inspired by them. But finally, I was able to kind of take a a long, hard look at myself and identify that 
whatever feelings I was having about these accounts and, you know, these people, they weren't healthy. Clearly, it wasn't just inspiration. It was some sort of, like, borderline obsession with, you know, wanting to be like these people. So once I muted them or if I unfollowed them or whatever, I didn't miss them at all. I realized that I felt, you know, so much better. I could focus on my own life and my own business much easier without constantly seeing, you know, them pop up in my feed and getting that like stab of comparison or you know envy or whatever it is like you know like I said it's an ongoing journey some days are better than others but I do feel like overall I've gotten a lot better I've kind of pulled myself out of that that quagmire of (laughs) comparison but you know I'm sure you guys know how it goes and so finally the last thing that I wanted to really work on going forward is trying to do everything myself. Um, At the end of the day, as much as I hate to admit it, I'm kind of a control freak. And, you know, deep down, I don't really have faith that somebody else will be able to understand and embody my brand and my business the way that I do. And I mean, I think that that's kind of just a fact. Since I live and breathe my brand, it's, you know, it's to an extent a personal brand. So it's all about me that sounded really self-centered but that's that's really what it is but that doesn't mean that I can't find people who are good at what they do who will get my idea and vision and brand values and can help me execute things that I just don't want to do or don't you know have the skill set to do you know it's become really clear to me that I can't effectively complete every single task in my business and still keep my sanity so you know things either slip to the back burner like this podcast has so many times this year or I just get totally burnt out one or the other and neither are good (laughs) so you know my goal in 2021 is to really ease myself into hiring help when I need it um, taking some of these things off of my plate so that I can focus on the big picture the creative stuff you know that kind of stuff or the things that only I can do in my business I've already kind of started to do that um, with this podcast I've hired someone to help me with planning and strategy and distribution and it's already been a huge game changer we've you know only just gotten started and it's such a weight off my shoulders I feel you know more organized and more inspired about this podcast than I have in years. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, that in 2021. And I want to get that feeling for other things in my business that I know I need help with. So, So that's my second full year in business wrapped up neatly. It's been, you know, an absolutely bonkers year, but I'm definitely excited to see what 2021 brings. Um, Hopefully it's a little bit better, like globally, nationally, than this year has been. But we'll we'll certainly see, won't we? I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to be optimistic. I might not sound like it, but um, cautiously optimistic is the the feeling. But anyways, I hope that this was helpful or at least interesting to kind of get a peek behind the curtain into my business. And I will talk to you next week. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for listening to Brand Astrology. Be sure to follow along on Instagram at asteriastudio.co and find us online at www.asteriastudio.co. Links are in the description. And if you're enjoying the show, it would mean the world to me if you left a rating, a review on Apple Podcasts, or just shared the show with someone who might like it. See you next week.